Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive Massive mental mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey, welcome, folks, to Cut the Crap. As you know, CRAP is merely an acronym for Culture, Race, and American Politics, and boy, have I got some crap for you. I want you to think back and realize that uh, Congress, as of the end of September of this year, Congress has already approved $113 billion, $113 billion for the Ukraine. And, of course, Zelensky came back to the United States of America begging for more money last time around. $25 billion. What you may also be tracking is something that hasn't been tracked. You know that lawmakers are complaining that not any, not any amount of the funds that has been sent to the Ukraine has been accounted for, has been tracked since they have been dispersed. This is a big issue. Considering that the United States debt clock is right at $34 trillion. $34 trillion, yes. The problem is Zelensky's government is falling apart. Top advisors are now letting out the secret that all of us have known, but that the corruption in the Ukraine is out of control. People are stealing like there's no tomorrow. Here's what you need to know. A reporter from Time Magazine, his name is Simon Schuster, right? Interesting, that's the name of a publishing company, but he published a story that was about the Ukraine in their world section that was quoted as saying, nobody believes in our victory like I do. Inside Vladimir Zelensky's struggle to keep Ukraine in the fight. What's really interesting is that when Zelensky left the United States to go back to the Ukraine after he recently made his additional cash appeal to the United States of America. This Schuster followed him back to the Ukraine. This Simon Schuster wanted to kind of get insights into the morale of those that were leading 
the Ukraine. And since it's been two years since, well, supposedly, which I don't technically believe, but that's my own opinion, but supposedly Russia invaded it. According to unnamed sources, and we've dealt with unnamed sources before, folks, but according to unnamed sources, a senior advisor very close to Zelensky has said that people at the top are stealing like there's no tomorrow. And now the Ukraine's, pre- Ukraine's president faces pressure to root out corruption as he keeps on begging our country for more. Folks, this is how the money is laundered. This is my belief. It is a massive money laundering operation. And of course, it doesn't mean that uh, maybe, let's just say in this case, right at the top, the president, Zelensky's not in on it. All these various cabinet members, all these various departments, it looks like they're all in on it. Supposedly, there's been some internal house cleaning in Zelensky's cabinet. One of the things that this reporter said is amid all the pressure to root out corruption, he said that perhaps naively that he assumed that the officials would think twice before taking a bribe or pocketing state funds. He said when he made this point to a top presidential advisor in early October, and he's there to get a story, that the top presidential advisor asked him to turn off the audio recorder so he could speak more freely. And this is where he said, Simon, you're mistaken. This hasn't stopped anything. People are stealing like there is no tomorrow. Now, Zelensky, in order to kind of glaze over this, has fired numerous defense ministry officials. Evidently, he did it to try to change the perception, right? Change the perception that the UK was corrupt. Now, remember, this is the (laughs) country that we had all the Biden and Hunter uproar in. And we're just now finding out that there was an email, November 22nd of 2016, uh, which re- had been reported uh, classified that's confidential, that then U.S. Ambassador to the Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, noted that confidential, in their terms, is the lowest level of secrecy. Some of this has been hidden, and there seems to have been a money train going back and forth and if you go back to this I want to let you know that you know it was in 2014 that Joe Biden was tasked by then President Barack Obama to like and get this assist the Ukrainian government in fighting the corruption that has always plagued the country I just think it's funny that the Democratic Party line at the time, according to the Western Journal, was that Hunter Biden's position with Burisma did not affect these things. Now, in this email that got exposed, it kind of 
detailed Burisma's long history of corruption, which included a confirmation by Ukrainian prosecutors of $7 million bribe. Yes, a $7 million bribe to shut down the investigation, the criminal investigation, that ultimately we know included Hunter, etc., The question here, folks, is how far will this go? How long will we let this go on? Because I believe we, the people, are are being raped. It's, It's sad, but we're being raped by our own government. At the same time, we really don't trust our government. At the same time, we're afraid of doctors. We're afraid of our Free speech being censored, it does seem like everything has gone nuts. And here it is, our country in the midst of the tough economic times that we're dealing with, to think that the fact that $113 billion has gone out the door and it still hasn't stopped. You know that the Biden misadministration, the Biden maladministration, the selected not elected one is trying to get more money all in the guise of a package going to Israel. Speaking of Israel, when I come back, we're going to be talking about Netanyahu. Uh, He says his generals did not warn him about the invasion. That's a big problem. Share this program, folks. Hang tight. I will be right back after this brief message. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back. Hey guys, I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in to Cut the Crap. Because, you know, culture, race, and politics, that's the crap that kind of makes everything go to hell in a handbasket. But you know, sometimes everything can, in fact, go to hell in a handbasket. In my own life, I got caught in the Los Angeles riots associated with Rodney King. And in a matter of a few hours, there was nothing left in the city of Los Angeles. No grocery store foods, no nothing. Everybody scrambled for food. And for a week, everything was shut down. You learn very quick that, well, times are tough. If they get really out of control, you might not be able to feed yourself. That's why I want you to know there is a companion program to cutting the crap. It's called Survive the Crap. It's how to hack it when all goes to hell. These are some of the things that you, well, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, and those before knew, because let's face it, they were tougher than us and didn't need any safe spaces. Now, I know you don't need safe spaces, but you do need to protect yourself. And that's why I've done this particular, well, it's an audio blog. It's a training program. Survive the Crap, How to Hack It When It All Goes to Hell. You'll learn incredible things like, did you know you could store fresh eggs for two years? Hey, did you know that bread, as a matter of fact, really does grow on trees? How about pocket soup? You ever heard what pocket soup is? Yeah, it's soup you can carry around in your pocket. Did you know that you could make flour from the sun-kissed flour? Or how about some of the fantastic foods that are right in front of your face? You had no idea, no idea that you could eat. And... What about your health? Can you take care of yourself if all goes bad? Could you heal yourself with honey? Or, hey, do you know how to make a prepper's antiviral extract? 
there's so many things you need to learn and know. Like, what is the fastest fruiting fruit crop that you can grow? How about, do you know what a food forest is? Hey, if you just wanted chickens for fresh eggs, do you know what chickens you should get? Or do you know what a cooney cooney is? Right? How about, do you know about this simple survival fast food that is a power protein plan of making sure you get good protein or do you even know what's better dehydrated foods or maybe freeze dried foods could you even forage for wild strawberries or do you even know how to create an easier instant food bunker these are just some of the things that i teach you at survivethecrap.com yes it's survivethecrap.com how to hack it when it all goes to hell. It's the companion to cut the crap. So go to survivethecrap.com and subscribe today. Survivethecrap.com. We're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Here's Jovan. We're back. Let's talk about Israel. Just at a time when the Biden selected, non elected, maladministration, well, is trying to get more money, billions, again, with a little bit earmarked for Israel, knowing our own government actually hates Israel. Most of it wanting to go to the Ukraine. That's a black hole. But Benjamin Netanyahu is now dealing with his own black hole. It looks like, I've talked about this, when when we all discovered that Israel was attacked and we heard, I basically expressed to you, I am incredibly surprised that in any way an attack was able to be carried out on Israel, specifically, because it's so security-minded, so intelligence force driven i told you that something kind of stunk in my opinion to me it reeks as bad as our quote-unquote january 6th insurrection and the conspiracy theory that trump conspired and conspiracy to do this something went wrong in the israeli government Now, it seems that the press, the liberal press, and the very people within Israel that many times rake Netanyahu over the coals are now screaming because Netanyahu has basically said that the top generals did not warn him about the Hamas invasion invasion, and the planned attack. I told you something was wrong, and now for weeks, the media and international media and leftist media included are now laying the blame on Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for the Hamas massacre in southern Israel that, of course, took place on October 7th. Something failed. We've got to get to the bottom of it. You know, Hamas terrorists slaughtered 1,400 Jews. And captured and took another 220 Jews back to Gaza. And remember the one girl with the dreadlocks that uh, I clearly showed where her body was broken 
bullet hole in the back of her head. And then her mom came out and said she got called by Hamas and other people and told she was alive and people, you know, they're alive. And then people said it was a conspiracy theory that she was really alive. Well, of course, now a skull, a piece of skull has been recovered, a fatal piece that you can't live without. And DNA has confirmed it was that girl. And so there's a lot of psychological warfare going on when it comes to this war in Israel. Right now, uh, it looks like the numbers, there are maybe 10 or more Americans currently being held by Hamas. What's interesting is, you know, Joe Scarborough on MSNBC, he outright says that Benjamin Netanyahu is responsible for Hamas's first strike. He's been slamming the prime minister for not taken responsibility for the national security failure that has led to this war. Scarborough commented saying that Netanyahu left Israelis completely vulnerable to the Hamas October 7th attack and that it was wildly inappropriate to conflate his political survival with Israelis. This is, in, in my mind, there are many that want to get rid of Netanyahu who's known to be tough, uh, I really <laughs> don't care what Joe Scarborough says, but it has taken part of the dialogue. Netanyahu did release a tweet on the 29th, Translated by Google goes like this, contrary to the false claims, under no circumstances and at no stage was Prime Minister Netanyahu warned of war intentions on the part of Hamas. On the contrary, all security officials, including the head of Security Council and the head of Shin Bet, estimated that Hamas was deterred and turned to the settlement, meaning turned back. This is the assessment that was presented at the time and time again to the Prime Minister and the Cabinet by all the security forces and intelligence community, including up until the time the war broke out. Uh, it was clear to see that this was an attack. This particular tweet, supposedly by Netanyahu, was later removed. And... It's funny that the same people that are attacking Netanyahu right now are the very same people, the very same people that pushed for more lenient policies against Hamas. The Jewish press reported, it should be pointed out that the coalition of left-wing groups and media that attacked Netanyahu relentlessly in 2011 to improve that insane deal was the well, while the right was adamantly against it is almost identical to the left media coalition that later ignited the Balfour protest demanding Netanyahu's resignation starting in 2019 the Kaplan protest that spread to the whole country in response to judicial reform and the movement demanding today the release of some six thousand Hamas security prisoners in exchange for the estimated 230 Israeli hostages in Hamas's hands as the claim that it was his strategy to boost Hamas to play it against the PLO 
Netanyahu said at the press conference, I don't want to strengthen Hamas. I ran three wars against it. I weakened Hamas's capabilities, but in retrospect, it wasn't enough. It's interesting, and you've, you've got to learn from that. The very press that's saying it's his problem are the very people, the left-wing groups and media, that wanted to approve all these horrible deals and complained about everything. Yeah, Netanyahu couldn't do anything right because they wanted him out. The people love him. The press, the liberals wanted him out. The people brought him back in. And this is the same weak media and weak stances, capitulation, that uh, basically said Netanyahu needs to release 6,000 Hamas prisoners in exchange for the 230 Israeli hostages in Hamas's hands. Not after this mess. But Reuters, who of course is no friend of Netanyahu or Israel, said this. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu took a jab at his intelligent chiefs, saying they never warned him Hamas was planning its wide-scale attack on October 7th and causing a political uproar and riff within his own war cabinet. I'm going to continue with this. There's a lot more to report on it. And then I'm going to tell you some of the dirty deeds of Hamas that I think gets to, well, gets to the root cause, digs right to the heart of what Hamas truly cares about and stands for. Hang tight, folks. Share this program. I'll be right back. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Guys, I want to have a very serious discussion with you about your home, your family, and your finances. You know that uh, our nation is suffering right now with this mail-order maladministration that's been selected, not elected, and put in the White House. It makes our future look bleak financially, especially when you consider 47, yes, $47 trillion has vaporized in our stock market. Additionally, this administration has printed more money in the last two years than the previous hundred years combined. That's a big problem. Now, if you want to play it safe, and you want to protect your family, you need to think about your IRA, your 401k, your retirement savings account, okay? This is a big geopolitical deal. You need to check out jovanlovesgold.com. Yes, jovanlovesgold.com, and I do. Now, here's why you need to do it. This is not about you buying gold. Get it straight. This is about you can make a move, just a financial move, a lateral move. You're not liquidating your retirement or anything like that. You're just making your move to switch it from the markets to fixing it in gold. Gold has lasting value. You need to lock it in. If you will reach out to jovanlovesgold.com, that's jovanlovesgold.com. And by the way, there's a $10,000 incentive to do it because if you qualify, you might get $10,000 more added to your account in silver from our partners at Gold Co. 
You need to check it out. You need to fortify yourself and you need to make sure absolutely you're protected because you don't want to keep on losing money because of this maladministration. Now, that's all for you at jovanlovesgold.com. Please go there, jovanlovesgold.com. Now, I want to tell you about one other. I want to tell you about something that's kind of scary, especially if you're a homeowner. Now, you know in this day and age that you can check for your title online, you can check your ownership online. Hell, uh, even people are having registering online. We know how dangerous registering to vote online is. You can't confirm the papers there. Here's what you need to know. You know, your deed to your home is the only thing that proves you own it. Did you know that crooks can get online, look up your deed, print a simple form of that deed, affix their name to it, submit it, right? Submit it. And then all of a sudden they own your home and then they can flip and sell your home. You've seen all this craziness buying and selling homes online. This can all literally be done, maybe 60, 90 days. You don't even know it. And all of a sudden somebody has stolen the title to your house. They've borrowed against it. Now it's sold property and you're left with it. And this is a hard crime to fix. Look, that's why I want to tell you about HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. You can go to slash Jovan or just put in the promo code Jovan. Register your address right now. No obligation report. It's a home title report. It's $100 value. You get it free. Again, you get your home title report at HomeTitleLock.com forward slash Jovan. Your promo code is Jovan. You want to lock your title, folks. People can do this online right now. When they're stealing our voting records and they're stealing databases and credit card information, they're going to find your home. And you don't know it till it's gone, till it's after the fact, and you've lost your asset. Do yourself a favor, hometitlelock.com forward slash Jovan, promo code Jovan. Get the $100 value free, no obligation home title report. That's it. Titlelock.com forward slash Jovan. Folks, do it now. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling him out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. Welcome back. Let me go back and just pick up where I was. I'll kind of start at the top here. Reuters, like I said, is no friend of Netanyahu or Israel. Here's what they reported. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on Sunday took a jab at his intelligence chief, saying they never warned him Hamas was planning its wide-scale attack on October 7th and causing a political uproar and a rift within his own war cabinet. Netanyahu has drawn public ire for not taking responsibility over the intelligence and operational failures surrounding Hamas's rampage through southern Israel. Later got rid of the remarks on the social media platform X. Israeli military spokesperson asked about Netanyahu's comments during a daily briefing with reporters declined to respond saying we are now at war focus on the war. Netanyahu's post has said at no time and no stage was a warning given to Prime Minister Netanyahu regarding the war intentions of Hamas 
On the contrary, all security officials, including the head of Army Intelligence and the head of Shin Bet, estimated that Hamas was deterred and interest in uh, interested in some sort of arrangement with Israel. We know this isn't true. Hamas cannot be satisfied. And so it appears that, well, maybe even Israel's government is in chaos. But I think we should kind of watch as this play out. I think we're going to find that something's going on in the Israel government that is not too different than what happened here in the United States of America. They're trying to take the people that best lead their government, we'll call it conservatives, that have the best interests of their nation at heart. They're trying to exterminate them and get them out, get them ruled out. And by the way, if this is an effort to push everything to a one-world government, to get everybody to capitulate at once, then that does make perfect sense. And so I think this psychological war that we're in will now rage past our own borders here in the United States of America. And we're going to have to be wary out of everything coming out of the news, global or otherwise. Now, you're going to have a lot of people making excuses for Hamas, just as I have shown you uh, in my regular Cut the Crap show. You see people now getting attacked. Uh, You see people now out hunting Jews. It's like open season has been, well, opened. It's a big deal. It's a very big deal. But I want to give you some optics that most people don't talk about that I think you should know that will help you kind of decide what is really the goal of Hamas and Well, what is their real intent? Is this just trying a a peaceful uh, people trying to work out and trying to to find their way and just kind of want their homeland? Is that really what's going on? Well, there was an interview on Russian television that was with a member of the Hamas political bureau, Mosa Abu Mazorik, and this interview was translated by the Middle East Media Research Institute. I'm going to kind of replay this interview with this official back to you, and I want you to think, I really want you to think, as you search through the answers here, is Hamas truly just the Palestinian people that want to live peacefully that just want their people left alone, that value their time and presence as a nation and truly want to be a nation. So the interviewer asked the following question. Many people are asking, since you have built 500 kilometers of tunnels, I want you to think about that for a moment. 500 kilometers, this is just me to you for a moment. Just kind of just kind of understand it. I'll put it in American terms for you. 310 miles. 
So the question was, many people are asking why, since you've built 310 miles of tunnels, why you haven't built any bomb shelters where civilians can hide during the bombardment. Think about that just for a moment, folks. It is well known that Hamas has excavated in safety in rock five or 310 miles, 500 kilometers, 310 miles of tunnels. But they have not built a single bomb shelter where civilians can hide during the bombardment. Now, this Mosa Abu Mazork, his answer was, we have built the tunnels because we have no other way of protecting ourselves from being targeted and killed. These tunnels are meant to protect us from the airplanes. We are fighting from inside the tunnels. Everybody knows that 75% of the people in the Gaza Strip are refugees, and it is the responsibility of the United Nations to protect them. According to the Geneva Convention, it is the responsibility of the occupation to provide them with the services as long as they are under occupation. Let me translate that for you, folks. He did two things. He says they built the tunnels... They built the tunnels to protect Hamas. They built the tunnels to protect their fighters because they used the tunnels to make their way into Israel to attack. But as for the Palestinian civilians, well, that's the job of the United Nations and Israel to take care of them. Folks, it's kind of plain as day. I know liberals won't listen to it. But here it is, their officials talking about, look, we don't, basically, we don't care about the people. That's not our job. That's up to the United Nations. That's up to Israel. That has nothing to do with us. These are for protecting our fighters. These are where we fight. Otherwise, as Hamas, we have no other way of protecting ourselves from being targeted and killed, meaning they hide out in the tunnels. These tunnels are meant to protect us from the airplanes. We are fighting from inside these tunnels. And then he pushes it over. Everybody knows that 75% of the people in the Gaza Strip are refugees, and therefore it's the responsibility of the United Nations. By the way, I I do want to point that out. And, of course, the mainstream media forgets this. There is no nation there of Palestine. There is no nation there in Gaza. These are people, a violent people primarily, that flood in as refugees. Three out of every four people have come there from other Muslim nations primarily to fight They are the displaced. Yes, they are refugees. Refugees bent on war and the murder of Israel. And of course, it's a long, protracted battle. Of course, they end up having kids, etc. Place no value on them. I mean, there's a they'll sacrifice the kid to Muhammad, to Allah. 
But you get a great insight to the cavalier nature of this. And they say, according to the Geneva Convention, it's the responsibility of the occupation to provide them with all the services as long as they're under occupation. That's why they call themselves an occupied country. That's why they say the UN's responsible for it, folks. You understand it's part of the ploy. It is part of their rhetoric. And that rhetoric is designed what? That rhetoric is designed to raise money. Why do you think they take women and children? Why do you think they put their armaments in hospitals? They want those places hit. The stuff they really care about is down in the tunnels, can't be reached. But they will stage people and weapons and all kinds of stuff in certain areas, knowing it can be hit because they know when Israel fights back to at least take back those weapons, it's going to be in a hospital wing of a children's hospital. And then they get to say, look at the big, bad Israel killing children. This is... How deep and insidious this is. And by the way, this Marzuk fellow, Musa Abu Marzuk, in the 1990s, you know, he's a spokesman for Hamas. In the 1990s, he was arrested in JFK Airport in the U.S., although they didn't do any charges against him. Two months after his detainment, Israel filed a request for the United States to extradite him. Represented by Stanley Cohen, he spent the following two years fighting his case in the court system, but the final decision was for his extradition, after which Israel dropped its ex- ex- uh, extradition request. With no formal charges against him in the United States, the United States released him. They didn't want him to remain. Right, And so the United States contacted numerous Arab countries to allow Marzouk to have residency. They all refused except Jordan. And Jordan only let them in because they capitulated to U.S. pressure. By the way, to this day, that was in 1990s. To this day, this attorney, Stanley Cohen, still represents this Marzouk. He's listed as a specially designated terrorist by the U.S. Treasury Department. In 1995, he's currently on the renamed Treasury Department, specially designated national list, right? He's got all kinds of different spellings to his name. And he's been here. He's been here selling his wares. He's been here applying his practices. And ready for this? In 2002, he was federally indicted in Dallas, because he was conspiring to violate U.S. laws to prohibit dealings in terrorist funds. I actually remember this. He was working with a Richardson, Texas-based Infocom Corporation and five of its employees to hide financial transactions with the computer company. Allegedly, he invested 250000 in Infocom, and then Infocom made payments uh, back and forth, and they hid it the whole time. This is how they were laundering money in our country and here's the guy on tv bleeding about poor palestinians but making it blatantly they don't care hang tight be right back 
Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daily on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight, Jovan will be right back. Hey guys, I want to point you to a few places you should be following me. You know, there is the video version of Cut the Crap I do every day, 7 a.m., 7 p.m., seven days a week, Central Standard Time. And you can always find me on Rumble. That's rumble.com forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. By the way, when I do my special programs of Coffee and Crap, where I show you some incredible videos from across our culture that kind of shine a light on our culture, race, and American politics. You know, I drop them over at my Telegram. Are you following me in Telegram? It's real easy. t.me forward slash Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. And oh, by the way, you know I do exclusive content all the time for my special subscribers at jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com. If you thought you got a tremendous amount of information just on my regular social media, then you should consider following me on jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com. It's just like any other social media, except if you want to join the exclusive club, you can come behind the scenes, get more advanced training, podcast, videos, and communication on all the stuff I talk about when it comes to culture, race, and American politics. And don't forget, I'm on Twitter. Follow me at twitter.com forward slash Jovan H. Pulitzer. Look, I enjoy interacting with you. Join me on all social platforms. And hey, if you want to be on the inside club and click where we really share the hardcore information, you really should be participating with me at jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com. I'll see you there. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut the crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. We're back. I'll, I'll just wrap up with this fellow, right? I mean, there's all these ties. Here's this guy, Marzouk, right? In 2004, there was a fellow by the name of Ismail Elabrasi. He was detained, of all places, Maryland, right? He actually got picked up west of the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, after Baltimore County police officers said they saw a woman, his wife, in a vehicle videotaping the bridge. Do you remember that? Yeah, you probably remember that one, too. It made a big deal. Videotaping the bridge cables and the upper supports and the spans. You probably remember that. That was in 2004. Well, this fellow, Ishmael Elabrasi, you might like to know this, Elabrasi, <laughs> is and was the assistant to this Mosa Muhammad Abu Marzuk. Right? And once again, they were laundering money. He was named an unindicted co-conspirator by a, a grand jury in Chicago after they found out 
they found bank wrappers belonging to this Marzouk. He's the deputy chief of Hamas's political wing. Now, in 2004, the courts tried him in absentia, right? <laughs> um, and this went on in our country. This guy, and by the way, you might like to know, Marzouk, who was born January 9th, 1951. Yeah, he completed his high school in Gaza. He studied engineering in Cairo until 19. 19- 76 and then he started working in the persian gulf by the way he obtained his master's degree in construction while attending colorado state university and here is the guy openly saying these tunnels these 310 miles of tunnels They're not bomb shelters. They're for protecting us so we don't get killed because we need these tunnels to fight. And everybody knows that 75% of the people in the Gaza Strip are refugees, and it's the responsibility of the United Nations to protect them. And it's the responsibility of Israel because Israel's the evil occupier. Folks, this is why it is so critically critically important to understand and to get the truth these are the stories that don't make it out this is what happens when we have a nation that can be wagged by headlines and doesn't do the work i mean it's very clear even though all these young kids now believe Right, that Hamas is, it's just a government. No, it's not. It's the official Islamic resistance movement, by the way. It's a Sunni Islamist political and military organization. They govern the Gaza Strip. Yeah, you can think about Palestinians. They govern the Gaza Strip. But yet our kids... Right? Our kids are basically told that no, Palestinians are a poor people, an oppressed people. Right? Not at all. This is an organization, Hamas, that was founded by a Palestinian imam when they, in 1987, issued the first infatata against Israel. Infatata against Israel. You, you do understand what that means, right? This was the first Palestinian intifada, also known as the Stone Intifada. It was meant to kill Israel with sustained protests and attacks. It's only heightened since then because Israel has tried to make peace. Now let's put these pieces together. We know that the Ukraine, with its $113 billion of our money, has laundered it through the roof. I don't tell them how much our politicians have taken from it as well. 
But yet, under the guise of Israel's been attacked, the Biden and maladministration wants to go for more money, 100 plus billion, where the majority of it would go to the Ukraine, although we've turned him down. Do you see how this works? And then they want the media to basically make people feel bad about Hamas and a uh, targeted people that are suppressed and occupied. It's all a racket, folks. And when they can't get it through pandemics or other things, they're going to use everything they have. This is what makes me upset. This is one of the things I talk about when I talk about Gold Co., that they use our retirements against us. But it's also why, folks, just telling you honestly, even though it goes by the moniker of MakeWokeGoBroke.click, that's a website, MakeWokeGoBroke.click, that's why I did that. That's why I put it out there. Folks, the greatest weapon we have outside of truth, sunlight, and transparency is just to get a hold of our money. And every day, when we go shopping in the Walmarts and Targets, because they're controlled primarily by the Black Rocks and stuff, our money is being siphoned off what we buy and is supporting this crap. I don't know why most people don't realize that. I don't know why people will look at that makewokegobroke.click. All, that's all you do is go to makewokegobroke.click and click the form, fill out it, and we'll help you figure out how to do this to get your money out of the system. And just, you're not going to have your stuff shipped at home. You're going to be a little inconvenient, maybe, for the start. And you got to you got to learn to control your money better, but you can do it. But it's taking the money away, folks. Our own money, our own habits are killing us. This government got wise. This government got wise that we were going to wake up and see all of this wasted government money. This is why they fought so hard against Donald J. Trump because he's exposed it all. And this is why they're fighting so hard to keep them out because they don't want us collectively awakened. I will never get why people won't understand just how serious this fight is. And I'm, I, I do in many ways believe this is coming to our shores. Look at what's coming across our border. And many people can't even commit just to change their shopping habits to prevent us from losing our country. Folks, I got to tell you, that scares the hell out of me. It scares me in a in a very serious way that somebody can say, oh, can't see the big picture. It's all about the big picture. If anything I do is I tie this big picture together and can't see it. We've got to weaponize ourselves. And the one thing we can weaponize is our money and our retaliation against the system that we're not going to participate in its commerce anymore. And we're going to control our own folks. This is ours to lose. I still think we live in the greatest country in the world. But we've got to wake up. We've got to fight with new techniques and tactics. Folks, we're in the middle of a massive war. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut Cut the the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut Cut the the crap. crap. Cut the Crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. 
and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Jovan Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Hey guys, do you know I've had the best night's sleep of my life and it was as simple as just changing my pillows. I know that may sound stupid. Look, you've seen Mike Lindell and his wonderful product, My Pillow. I actually just didn't think a pillow could change my life. I finally got my pillows. Now, let me tell you about my sleep habits. Number one, you know, when we do this every 12 hours, we're joining together to do my broadcast every 12 hours. Sleep is so precious to me. And I was very lucky, very lucky to get three to four hours of really good sleep any one night. I used to use nine pillows, and it's because I've broken so much in my body, old battle wounds, broken arms, you name it. Sleep was not my friend, and it was ruining my health, tremendously ruining my health. Well, I saw Mike's commercial, didn't know Mike for a long time. I finally broke down and got my pillows. I took those nine pillows I tossed them out completely, went to two my pillows. I'm asleep, I'm telling you now, where I used to lay there a couple hours not getting to sleep, I'm asleep now in 15 minutes or sooner. It is a gift. Look, you need to go to mypillow.com forward slash Jovan, J-O-V-A-N. You need to do that so you can get my discount. You want to get my discount on everything that Mike sells. Now, I can tell you, Living honest-to-God proof that my sleep has changed. The fact that I can go to sleep in 15 minutes and not lay there literally for two hours has basically given me almost two hours of sleep back. That is an incredible gift. I sleep more soundly. I sleep all night long. Now, of course, I've gone into other products, right? I now use uh, the bed toppers. I now wear the slippers. Hey, folks, go to MyPillow.com forward slash Jovan. You have to put your promo code of Jovan in to get my discount. You get a bigger, better discount. MyPillow.com, your promo code is Jovan. I'm telling you, if you cherish your sleep, you know that feeling when you just can't wait to get to bed and you lay down and you go, oh, man, and it's just the best part of your day and you want to wake up feeling great, I hadn't had that for decades until I decided to switch to my pillow, and I switched everything. Folks, do yourself a favor. Get your beautiful sleep back. Go to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code Jovan. MyPillow.com. Use your promo code Jovan. You're going to find out you want all the things Mike is offering, and you want to help him fight for America, too, and this is how you do it. MyPillow.com. Promo code Jovan.